An Indonesian man carrying his mother's coffin during her funeral is killed after the coffin falls on him. This is crazy. I can't even believe, I, you know, I read this headline and I'm like, this can't exist. This can't even happen. I mean, what? first of all, how does a coffin, was it fall on his foot and he dies? I mean, I, we need more information here, but who's, <laughs> it obviously fell from a high up position of some sort. Why are, the, why are people putting coffins up high? I don't understand. This is in a place called Jakarta. I hope I pronounced that right. A resident in North Taraja in South Sulawesi named Samin Kondorora. <laughs> Man, I need a degree just to read this shit. Uh, so Samin died of a severe head injury after a coffin carrying his deceased mother fell on the male pallbearers at a funeral on Friday. Salmon was among dozens of male relatives who were carrying his mother's coffin to a Lakian. L-A-K-K-E-A-N. Lakian. Did I say that right? This is a traditional wooden stilt house in which dead bodies are stored during the Taraja traditional funeral ceremony. Okay, so they don't go in the ground. They, um, they, put, the, they put the coffins in a stilt house. This is kind of weird. I didn't know about that. So it's kind of a strange place to put somebody. I mean... When I say somebody, I mean a dead person. I mean a whole coffin to put him up high on a stilt house. Where did they get this? <laughs> Man, just put it in the ground. It's just like, <laughs> it's less risky, all right? You don't need insurance. You just put it in the ground. It's not going to fall on anybody if you just put it in the ground. <laughs> Video footage of this incident has gone viral on social media, which showed the crowd climbing a bamboo ladder to put the coffin inside the Lakian when suddenly the ladder broke and the carriers lost control of the coffin. The coffin slid and struck the crowd. Oh, man. Apparently, this man, Salmon, unfortunately sustained a very severe head injury in the incident. His mother's coffin crushed his head. He was killed by his dead mother. Um... I feel bad for the family. Imagine the husband loses the, the, the wife and the son. The, wife, the dead wife falls on the son and kills the son. I mean, this is, you can't even make this shit up. This is just outrageousness. <laughs> Stop lifting these coffins way up high. You've got to see the photo of this. I didn't watch the video because I'm not into watching people's heads get crushed um, by coffins. But it's like this rickety ladder going up to this, this strange little, you know, this bamboo hut. I mean, it's just a weird thing to do with the with the deceased. It's a, and it's just way too much effort. Your pallbearers need to be like in, you know, they need to be NFL players. They need to be in great shape. This is just, it's too much of a burden on your pallbearers. That you should see them. They're climbing this rickety ladder, pushing the coffin up. This is so dangerous. You gotta. What do you gotta go to three weeks of physical training to to be a pallbearer in Jakarta? This is just, it's just wild, man. It's just wild. And uh, unfortunately, this man died on the way to the hospital. Uh, to be killed at a funeral is weird. To be killed by y- your own relative at a funeral is weird. To be killed by your mother, your dead mother in a coffin at a funeral is just completely weird. And um, I want to, um, I just want to warn you guys, if you're going to uh, be a pallbearer, make sure that you're careful because uh, coffins are heavy. I think we all know that. And uh, you don't want to, you know, you don't want it to land on your toe. You certainly don't want it to land on your head or your skull. Um, and my advice to you uh, Indonesians out there is to change your funerary uh, customs, please. To make them safer for the people that are living. <laughs> can't have coffins falling from the sky. That's just my opinion. But, yeah, it's a little weird. A court has ruled that medical marijuana 
card holders can't buy firearms. What is this all about? What is this? This is America, right? <laughs> you can't smoke weed and have a gun? What are they saying here? I need more information. Apparently, if you have a medical marijuana card, the Ninth U.S. Di- Circuit Court of Appeals says that you can't buy a gun. The court ruled three to nothing on Wednesday. Three to nothing. That's unanimous. That a ban preventing medical marijuana card holders from purchasing firearms is not in violation of the Second Amendment, the Associated Press reports. There are nine Western states under the appeals court's jurisdiction, including Nevada, where the case originated. Uh, a lawsuit was filed in 2011 by Nevada resident S. Rowan Wilson after she tried to purchase a gun for self-defense. She was denied based on a federal ban on the sale of guns to users of illegal drugs. Though marijuana has been legalized in some places on a state-by-state basis, it remains illegal under the federal law. Blah. The court man- maintained that drug use raises, quote, raises the risk of irrational or unpredictable behavior with which gun use should not be associated. Well, um, I have lately um, been of the mindset where uh, a little bit of gun control needs to be, um, you know, enacted because, um, you know, when you, when you keep seeing shootings every week, mass shootings in our country, it just, it raises alarms. And so in my opinion, some sort of gun control should be considered. Uh, this is not the kind of gun control I was thinking of, though. <laughs> this is like kind of strange gun control, really. <laughs> it makes no sense to me. Uh, <laughs> because... You know, alcohol is a drug, and let me tell you something: alcohol and drunk and, and our guns together—that's not a very good wedding, <laughs> right there. I'll tell you, much more dangerous than marijuana and guns. The people that I know that smoke marijuana are the most unviolent people that I know. That's just how it is, and and I would venture to assume that most of the potheads you know are extremely unviolent. They're just not. Uh, so to equivocate the use of marijuana to more violence, uh, as they say in this quote. The risk of irrational, unpredictable behavior. I mean, when, when it comes to marijuana, you just obviously don't know how marijuana works. You obviously have never smoked it or in, in, you know, ingested it because that's not how marijuana works. It's funny. The people that make the laws surrounding marijuana have never smoked this shit, obviously. If they did, they wouldn't say such things. <laughs> this stuff comes out of... The things that they say about it comes out of complete ignorance. Complete ignorance. And they're not getting it from the world of science either because science has gone the other way with it. Science is now, for the most part, pro-marijuana because they're seeing, seeing the, all sorts of healing properties that come from marijuana. It has all sorts of amazing qualities, um, not just healing, creativity. Uh, it's, it, uh, it intensifies sexual intercourse as well. It does so many fantastic things. What it doesn't do is make you want to go pick up a gun and uh, run around the neighborhood and shoot people. No, no, it doesn't. Opposite, actually. Opposite. You'd be horrified by violence when you're high on marijuana. Violence is uh, despicable to one when you're on marijuana. If you're ever high around a fight, you want to just run away and flee and uh, go curl up in your bed in a safe zone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, (laughs) This is ridiculous. Uh, Now, the attorney representing Wilson said that he plans to appeal the decision. He says, uh, we live in a world where having a medical marijuana card is enough to say you don't get a gun, but if you're on the no-fly list, your constitutional right to have a gun is still protected. Yeah. I mean, we see, you know, there's just so many, just, we just can't get it together. Okay, obviously. (laughs) So if you smoke weed, can't have a gun. But if you're on the no-fly list, which usually is a serious situation, oh yeah, totally have a gun. There's no rule against that. (laughs) You see, you see the problem here? 
You know, when I when I say I want some gun reform, I want stuff like, hey, if you're on the no-fly list, yeah, you shouldn't be able to purchase a gun. If you've uh, ever been convicted of a violent crime in the past, you should not be able to have a gun. If you smoke a joint here and there, I mean, you want a gun for self-defense? I'm, I'm totally for that. Now, the kind of gun that you're allowed to have, that's a whole other issue that I won't get into on this particular uh, episode, but that's a whole other thing. But uh, yeah, this is ridiculous. Ridiculous. A marijuana law, marijuana law expert at the San Diego's Thomas Jefferson Law of School of Law expects that this ruling will be the last, won't be the last we see of this issue. He told the AP that the ruling may be challenged by people who use medical marijuana who will argue that they shouldn't be lumped with other drug users in terms of concerns about violence. Correct. Absolutely. And uh, if you're going to talk about drug use, uh, how about uh, prescription pills and how you could be you could be someone who has a prescription pill that you take on a regular, be it some sort of uh, strong painkiller, po- possibly even a psychiatric drug of some sort, and you could still get a gun. No problem. That's not a problem. But, the, you know, so the marijuana use, I mean, what, what are you talking about here? They don't even lump, like, these prescription pills into the same category as drug use. They don't. Isn't that fucked up? That's so weird. That's so weird because the fallout from taking painkillers is so much worse than marijuana. In every level, in every aspect, it's so much worse. Oh my God. You driving on painkillers? Drive on painkillers. <laughs> then drive when you're high. See the difference. <laughs> major, major difference. So I don't know. I mean, I guess I should um, put out there that, uh, you know, that's obviously, you know my stance on it. So what do you guys think, my fellow weirdos? Do you think that um, you should be able to have a medical marijuana card, be someone who uh, uses marijuana, and uh, which is a plant, by the way, not a drug. Let's, uh, let's, let's talk about this for a second because, you know, I think we're having a, a battle of language here. You know, when you call things that are plants drugs. Hey, wait a minute here. Wait, let's just take a step back. It's a plant, okay? Uh, it's a plant that's been used thousands and thousands of years. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, to, to lump it in the same category as drugs, which they're still doing, people that are living in the past obviously are doing this, uh, I think that's a mistake. So I put it out there. What do you guys think of uh, marijuana use and owning a gun? What, what's the deal? What's Your thumbs up, thumbs down? Um, and, you know, it, and it comes back to the whole, we'll never get this straight, but, you know, the state laws are independent from the federal laws. And obviously in this case, the court, um, the court, you know, consulted and went to the federal law instead of the state law to make this decision. So that's, that's a big problem here when the states are operating, you know, separately from the federal and the federal is then having this sort of, um, overhauling ruling and influence, you know, another whole issue. Marijuana, we could just do a whole half an hour episode on marijuana. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's something that's, uh, you know, I'm very passionate about, and we should discuss this. So, please, call into Weird AF News, 646-450-2012. Email me, funnyjones at gmail.com, or you can DM me at Instagram. So, on Instagram, at funnyjones, Twitter, at funnyjones, and Facebook, Comedian Jonesy. Those of you watching on YouTube, I want to tell you that you should uh, consider subscribing to the Weird AF News podcast, the audio podcast, because uh, there's some stuff on there that you don't get on the YouTube video. And those of you just listening to the podcast, you should subscribe to the YouTube video. I want to give a shout out to some YouTubers who uh, reached out to me. Cheyenne Sullivan uh, says she's been listening to Weird AF News before work for ages. Ages. Yes. 
for a millennium. Weird AF News has been around since <laughs> 1912. <laughs> also, the Mystic Realms uh, wrote, I vote for more shirtless videos. Yeah, well, thank you. You were the only one. <laughs> I think I look pretty good without a shirt, but, you know, apparently not everybody thinks that. Hey, look, at that's something you don't get if you just listen to the podcast. You don't get to see me without a shirt. So, yeah, you should. another reason to subscribe to the YouTube channel. And a reason to subscribe to just the podcast is if you hate me without a shirt and you don't want to watch it on YouTube. Not that I'm always uh, broadcasting without a shirt, but let's get into a, a, uh, a story that was crazy. Uh, a lot of people spreading this one around because it was it was pretty weird. Um, a musician wins almost $300,000 in a lawsuit against his ex-girlfriend who sabotaged his career. So strange to have a lawsuit like this and to win. Oh, man. So uh, back in 2014, a fellow by the name of Eric Abramovitz got the opportunity of a lifetime, but he did not know it because his girlfriend at the time sabotaged his career. He was the victim of a deception that a Canadian judge called despicable and awarded awarded him 350,000 Canadian dollars, about 260,000 US dollars in damages. Uh, Abramovitz is a gifted Canadian clarinetist, 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 yeah, who received national attention when he was in his teens. He was one of these child prodigy musicians. As a student at McGill University, he applied for a scholarship at the prestigious Colburn Conservatory in Los Angeles, where he would study under the famed clarinet teacher Yehuda Gilad, or Yehuda Gilad. Uh, only two spots open per year for this position. Uh, well, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to read the article because it's just, there's a lot of, um, it's just boring. So I'll just tell you what happened. So he applies for, the, for this scholarship. They only allow two people into this prestigious program per year. Uh, they accept him. They send an email. At the time, his girlfriend, who's a very deceptive uh, little lady, <laughs> or was, I don't know if she still is, she had his, inter- he, her, his email sign on, his computer sign on, they lived together. She did not want him to move to Los Angeles away from her. Uh, she wanted to keep him in Canada. And so she wrote back to the email. She, she quickly answered that email in, in, uh, in his using him, his uh, email, I'm fucking it up, sorry. She writes back basically saying, no thank you, I'm turning this down. As him, turns down the scholarship, this opportunity of a lifetime. (laughs) And then she creates another email account representing the school and sends him a, uh, you know, a a turning turning down email. God, what's wrong with me? Uh, She sends him an email turning him down from the actual place. She creates an email address for that specifically to say, sorry, you didn't get into the program so that he wouldn't know, so that he wouldn't reach out to the school and follow up. Isn't that crazy shit? Anyways, the judge uh, ruled that what she did was despicable and she uh, jeopardized his whole career and awarded him with all sorts of money. Apparently she didn't appear in court, but um, <laughs> she she lost. She lost this shit. Um Months after the rejection and after he and Lee had broken up, Abramovitz returned to California to, to audition for a different, less prestigious program. Uh, this very famous teacher, Gilad, teaches in that program as well, although participants don't receive as much time as the, the Coburn, the prestigious program that he got into and then turned and then his girlfriend messed it up, students do. So he still got to study under this person, but, you know, the damage that this done, crazy shit that people do. Uh, to their lovers. I mean, it's just, it's just wild, man. I, <laughs> I wonder if I could sue one of my ex-girlfriends who, um, 
uh, jeopardized my comedy career in New York City by, by, by making me stay in, stay in the house with her every night watching Netflix and, uh, <laughs> and having sex and getting high and eating pizza. Oh man, I did that for, I, I must've missed out on a year of my, of my career. And uh, that was my decision. I can't blame anybody but myself on that one. Certainly can't sue someone for that. <laughs> that was all me. Because I like eating pizza, watching Netflix, and having sex. I just did. I mean, I should have probably gone out to the comedy club every night. But, you know, I, let's just say I took a little vacation for a while. <laughs> what do you guys think about that? That's pretty nuts, huh? Have you ever had somebody uh, do something so wrong to you, one of your lovers, that uh, you, would, you, you wish that you could take him to court for it? Call in. I want to hear the dirt. I want to hear some weird shit. You know, I love it. I love scandalous stuff. Uh, call 646-450-2012. That's Jonesy's hotline, man. Yeah, I'm going to call it the Jonesy hotline. The Weird AF hotline. Just call me. I want to hear from you. Okay, bye. Hey, my fellow weirdos. I hope you had a great weekend. This is Jonesy, the host of Weird AF News, obviously. I want to give a thanks to Monte Cristo, who reached out to me on Facebook and sent me a delightful DM that made my weekend. Uh writing, you are the best. My wife and I listen to you all the time between regular news. Keep doing what you're doing. We need you, man. Also, are you doing any shows in Albany? Uh, no, I, I, I mean, not anytime soon. No shows in Albany. <laughs> I lived in New York for 10 years. I never even went to Albany. It's so far away. You know, I, I would love to do a tour of the U.S. eventually at some point. And, you know, the more my fellow weirdos reach out to me asking about Hey, where, when'd you, when you bringing your comedy here? I'll make a note. I'll create a map and be like, all right, where do most people want me to go? And then eventually I'll do a weird AF tour. What about that? We'll do a live podcast. I'll meet some of you, do some comedy shows. I think that would be fantastic. So, um, yeah, if you want to see me do stand-up in your area, reach out. I'm also going to be releasing a comedy mixtape very soon, which means you'll be able to listen to my stand-up. I'll offer a uh, an MP3 download, so that'll be cool. Uh, also want to say what's up to... Uh, Anime Savage on Twitter who sent me an article on the music student that I covered today. So listen, uh, I, I like to um, receive articles and tips from you guys as well. Weird shit that you come across on the internet because I know you do. I know, I mean, it's everywhere. You can't avoid weird shit. <laughs> it's just going to hit you in the face. So anything you think that I might want to cover that you think is hilarious, send that over to me because um, I, I love that. And I don't get to all of them, but a lot of them I do do. So, and I appreciate your input. You know, we're a team, guys. We're a goddamn weird-ass team. <laughs> the Weird AF team. The media crew. That's us. Maybe someday I'll be making enough money where I'll actually have a real Weird AF team. That'd be kind of neat. We would do some weird shit, man. I'd do some weird stories. I'd go to weird places. So hopefully this Weird AF thing will take off and I'll have a budget someday. Uh, what else did I want to tell you? Uh, oh, I have another podcast that I released this week. Two of them, as a matter of fact. One is called Free Your Effin' Mind. And uh, that's kind of a, where I rant... And uh, talk about the things that um, that that kind of piss me off about um, my country and life in general, and uh, and it's sort of an empowering podcast for the free thinking individual, which I think is something that we need today. So that's pretty cool. Just do a search for "free your fn fn mind." Uh, also, another one that's a little weird. It's called Ed's Got My Money. So if you just search for Ed's Got My Money, that's a podcast that I do with a couple of buddies of mine on investing. Me and my friend David, who's another comedian, we've given our buddy Ed $500 each to invest for us. And uh, episode 11 was released this week. And you can kind of follow our journey. And as you do, you'll be entertained, but you'll also learn how to invest on the stock market. So it, it's really helpful. 
And you'd be surprised how much money $500 has already made in a span of about two months. It's pretty crazy. So, uh, yeah, th- those are just a couple of other extra things that I do if you guys want to, you know, check into that. And you can follow me um, on Instagram to find out everything that I'm doing because I put everything on there. My Instagram is at Funny Jones. So, yeah, please follow me on there. I love you guys, and I thank you for your support. Keep the emails and calls coming. I really appreciate it. It feels good. Yeah.